Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Forever. Good morning, noon, or night. I don't know what time you're listening to this. It's a podcast. It's Michelle Collins. It's Midnight Snack. Hi, everybody. Um, we are, I'm here with Tracy, our producer. We have such a great episode for you guys today. Somebody who I've really had a career crush on for such a long time. And I'm not going to lie, when he followed me on, I think it was Twitter first, I felt a thrill. Like I felt that sort of, when you when a verified person follows you, you do, it hits different. And when this happened to me with my guest, um, I was really, really excited because um, he's just such an incredible performer and, uh, you know, nominated for uh, Tony Ward uh, for Once on This Island. And uh, he played Asaka, which, I mean, my God, that Tony performance, by the way, to this day, it sticks with me. Alex Newell, he's the star also of Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Um, so funny, so talented. He's going to be with us in just a little bit. But you know, I love to do an introduction. Tracy, how are you? Oh, I'm doing well. I'm jealous of your entire weekend because I didn't Thank go anywhere. 
I did go somewhere. Thank you for bringing it up right at the top. Can I start by saying that I had, um, I, I keep wondering like, why have I, I feel like only the past like month and a half put weight on in quarantine. And it's definitely two things, the drinking, but I think I'll tell you what I think it was. I've been eating a lot of Cheerios lately. Interesting. And I, cause I bought some at Costco and it came in a, you know, it's a trough. You put it in the trunk and uh, I've been using oat milk. And I thought that I was actually doing a healthier thing by using oat milk. Cause sometimes if I have too much dairy, um, my bras start to scream from the weight of my tits. Oh, cool. yeah, gotcha. So I was like, oh, I'm going to move to oat milk. And I wonder if it's the oat milk. So I'm, I actually just finished off my last Cheerios serving, but I was using a spoon that had a metal shard sticking up from it. Do you ever like Why? have old spoons? I didn't know that it had it until I started using it oh. along the edge. I think something in my dishwasher must have hit it and like fucked it up. And I cut my lip on this spoon and it hurts a lot. It feels almost like I've never had herpes simplex too, but I imagine if I had it, this kind of a lip sting. By the way, I did a beautiful eye makeup job today. That's what that. I, I'm not even noticing. I'm, I'm staring at you. Could be the Zoom filter. I'm not noticing a single oh, thing. Thank you. Um, I had a wonderful weekend. I went, uh, my friend Jason Vickers, who is a longtime friend. Uh, funny story about Jason Vickers. Jason used to work... Uh, with Renee Zellweger, one of my top actresses of all time. I really love, I mean, forget it. Ruby Two's called Mountain. Uh, she was so phenomenal as Roxy Hart in Chicago. So Jason used to work with her and actually used to live in her house. And I went over once, this was in Los Angeles. Uh, I went over once and I actually held Renee Zellweger's Oscar. It's my most famous fact. I'm so proud of myself for it. Now Jason moved to Virginia he works with another friend of ours now, but owns a beautiful home in Virginia. I've never really spent time in Virginia. An interesting thing about quarantine that I find is that um, because I was actually supposed to go to London this week, this is going to be so relatable mm. to all of you listeners. I just love a relatable travel <laughs> moment. I was supposed to go for the first time in my history, Tracy. I applied for a press pass to Wimbledon, which I've, <gasps> I'm always the kind of person who fucks everything up. Like I wait till the last minute. And then I'm like, why didn't I apply for like a press pass to whatever? But Wimbledon for me was such a dream to go. I went last year for one day with my friend, Caitlin Thompson, who runs a very chic hipster, like the monocle of tennis. It's called racket. It's a, a magazine. Beautiful. It's a great gift. If you know any tennis fans, by the way. So she had a spare ticket to Wimbledon last summer. And I went with her and I have to tell you that I don't know when I've ever felt more beautiful, more chic, um, and fake wealthy because I'm not actually wealthy, but when you go to Wimbledon, you can pretty, you can really talented Mr. Ripley it there. Cause I had a dress on my hair looked great. I was like in a good weight space for me. I felt good. And I was on keto last summer. Let's not go there. But I remember going to Wimbledon and thinking this is where I've always belonged. Wow. I feel like can you imagine what is the, what, what is the, 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 the event with the horses? Do you know what I'm saying? That would be called a horse race. That's different no, than no, tennis, no. Like Tracy. A, there's, like a, there's like one where people dress up and it's very Belmont Stakes, yeah, Kentucky like, Derby. Well, that's like the yes. American. That's I know what I you're feel. saying. And I, you know, I got to give it to you. I know I know a lot of Jews play tennis, but to really, to me, tennis is does have a waspy vibe. You're not wrong. And then you go in, and then you go in there. It's not Kentucky Kentucky Derby, but for the you Kentucky to feel, Derby is yeah. a is a duck race, and that's the cute, that's the cutest race in the world. The Kentucky Derby, and they're like, but you know, I do feel that that's really incredible that you were able to. You had really a moment. It's funny. 
it's funny that you bring up the waspiness actually, because I think you just cracked it right there, which is why I've always wanted to be included with, well, first of all, I've always said that I'd be an incredible tennis player. My parents never encouraged me to play tennis, maybe because of their Judaism, but also because I played violin Mm. Uh, and my parents, uh, it's the same reason they never allowed me to rollerblade. They invested so much money in my hands that they were like, we cannot break your instrument, which is your hands, not oh. my shitty violin that they gave me. Um, so I was never really encouraged to participate in any sort of sport. And I really regret it because I truly like, look, I'm six foot one. I think that within this fleshy body of mine lives a great athlete. And I've always felt that I've, even though I did go for a jog recently and fucked my knee up again, I, um, that's a true thing. I really feel like I could have been with the right parents. I could have been good at tennis and actually Jason Vickers, who I visited in Virginia is a major tennis player. He's a big boy. He's like six, four, very, you know, strong. And he's great at it. And like the power of having a long arm going up against as a woman, like a smaller player, I think I would have absolutely dominated. Like I always looked at Lindsay Davenport, the great player Mm -hmm. who I believe is six foot three thinking, you know, I could have been a Lindsay Davenport, but you bring up the waspiness. And that is a big thing too, because I think it's frankly why I'm such an Anglophile deep down. It's because I I resent my Judaism. I'm Mm. telling you, I know that is, you just really read me to filth. Yep. I, cause I went, <laughs> you really did. Well, I have, a, I, I have that radar. What can I say? <laughs> you do. Now, listen, I also love a Tel Aviv moment. I'll also go to Israel, you know, at the drop of a hat, but <laughs> I really show up in London. That's why in a past life, I believe that I was some sort of, uh, in the aristocracy somewhere because I spend all my money there. I truly, there is no budget. Whereas in Virginia this weekend, I was, I spent a lot of money cause we went to this resort and this and that. And it kind of like rubbed me the wrong way. And I was thinking, Mish, if you had gone to London, this would have been like an afternoon for you. You know, like spending a hundred bucks on a bottle of wine, like forget it. I would have done it without even asking a question. But to do it in Virginia, I was like, why am I spending this much money on wine in Virginia? Like that doesn't Yes. Do you think there was a, do you think there was a, because you didn't take a a, a plane and didn't have the, you were just going driving. And I think maybe if you didn't drive yourself, you would have spent a hundred dollars on the wine bottle. Well, I spent it, but I think the bitterness, that's exactly right. It was because it wasn't like a grand trip. It was me and up, by the way, GMC terrain, loved it. Maybe that's Never thought I would. Maybe that's I always looked at GMCs, like I call them Home Depot cars. Like they're cars that people take to Mm. Home Depot and put wood in. And uh, I got to tell you something, maybe I'm a Home Depot girl because I got in that GMC. It was a nice one, leather interior, plush, like really souped up from budget rent to car shout out. And I got to tell you, I, oh, well, can we talk about the rental car for a minute? Let's talk about my week. First of all, going back to Wimbledon for one split second, um, I had the most phenomenal time and I actually did plan. I got a press pass. I got accepted with my serious connection, uh, to go to Wimbledon this summer. And then a pig had to sneeze on a bat and here we are. (laughs) Uh, long story short, pandemic happened and I went to Virginia, but you know that I always have shit with the cars. You know, there's always some shit with the cars. So I went back to budget at LaGuardia where I had just returned that Hyundai Tucson. They all remembered me. It was just, they are so lovely. They're the people who work there are really genuinely lovely. I get there. They put me in a, what was the first car I had? Cause you know that I was, you know that there's some shit with the cars. Mm-hmm. I had, um, oh my God, I can't even remember what the hell they gave me. It was a Nissan. No, no, no. It was a new Nissan Rogue. That's what it was. And I got into the car and I think, 
it had Florida plates. There were a couple things. One is it had Florida plates and I was worried that I would be quarantined on the way back because yes. I was crossing state lines. It had a sun pass. It didn't have the right toll thing. There was something else with this car. It was also not super comfortable to be honest with you for me and my height. So I called budget. They go, no problem. Take it to the Newark airport on your way to Virginia and swap it out. I go, great. I go to Newark. She gives me a brand new Ford Escape. Not, it wasn't even that new. I get into it. Some body odored criminal must have mm. driven this car because it stunk of BO. And I thought, you know, let me air it out. Let me turn that AC on, get the A, you know, uh-uh. You can't get, it's like the Seinfeld episode. You cannot get rid of a stink. Mm-mm. So I had to go to the Philadelphia. This was in one day. Okay. <laughs> now I know that I'm mentally ill. You don't have to DM me. I'm aware. But I went to the budget at the Philadelphia airport and the manager, such a nice guy named Nate. Everybody was so sweet. And in fact, at the Newark airport, a gentleman named Darnell, who I think cleaned the cars, I said, Darnell, come here. I go, I think the last person who drove it wasn't a fan of deodorant. The guy was like shitting. It wasn't even that funny. He was like on the floor dying laughing. He goes, come with me, drive. I'm going to give you something from my car. He went in his car and gave me an odor eliminator from his personal car. I gave him 10 bucks because, you know, I'm not a pig like that. Such a sweet, I'm telling you, like, came across the nicest people. Shout out to Darnell. So then I get to Philly and the manager, Nate, such a great guy. I swear to God, I go, Nate, listen, this car smells so bad that Darnell at Newark had to give me this like odor eliminator. He goes, I used to work at Newark for 20 years. I know Darnell. I go, what? I go, Darnell. I was like the funniest thing. I go, what a nice guy gave this to me. So Nate was such a sweetheart and got me the GMC and that's how it happened. But then listen to this. So, you know, I stopped at some Nordstrom racks going down to Virginia, mm-hmm. parked in my friend's driveway. We're leaving to go in his car to go get dinner. And he goes, look, there's a big dent in your trunk. And I look and there was a dent. Now, I don't know if that dent had been there when Nate gave me the car. I don't think it was there. I think that I pulled through in a spot at a Nordstrom rack and like Columbia Crossing or something. And I have a feeling the person who pulled up behind me hit my car. (gasps) I'm sure of it because I don't think they give cars with dents like that. You know what I mean? I want you to not drive for a little bit. That's how I feel about this. I still have this car for another week and a half. I know. But can I tell you something? Part of me is like, I'd rather buy the car than pay for the dent. I'm like, just tell me how much I owe you for the car. Because I like the car so much that I'm like, look, let's call it even. Here's 20 grand. Let me buy it from you. Let's see. I'm not kidding. If they like really come for me, I'm going to say, look, here's the deal. Like I'd rather, instead of paying a thousand for the dent, just buy the whole car. You're going to, honestly though, that whole, that this whole rigmarole will be done. If you can just Somehow. Get this car. car. I am not joking you. I'm telling you that I'm going to talk. I really feel, you know, when you just have like a personal connection with a car. Yeah. I have it with this GMC. I was comfortable in it the whole time. Anyways, I went to Virginia. I know we, I want to get to Alex. So I I need to wrap it up. They're telling me from the booth. We don't have a booth at home, (laughs) but, uh, but no, Virginia was very nice. But speaking of waspy places, I mean, it is, I was walking around in Virginia and I was like, this is not, if I wore a star of David necklace. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they'd be welcoming me with open arms. Where, that was what, just my where, energy what, on it. Where were, can I ask the town? You're so we were in Middleburg, Virginia, mm-hmm. which is a very beautiful, very wealthy, stunning. I mean, it, it felt honestly, at first when I got there, I felt like it had Hamptons energy, like the, the main street that had the restaurants and the stores and everything. But it actually almost felt more English than Hamptons. I personally hate the Hamptons. I find them to be, yeah. it's a wealthy, a wealthy cesspool for me. Um, it's just a place where the rich go and they should just stay. I, you know, honestly, I will, I'm happy to give the wealthy, the Hamptons, they can have it. I don't like it. I've never had a good time there. I don't appreciate the people there. It's just not where I thrive. I liked, I had a better time in Virginia and it actually was quite pretty. 
but we went for a day. See, part of me feels like my stereotype was off because there's a resort there called the Salamander Resort and Spa. I want to look it up so I can have the name of the woman who owns it. Um, but it, uh, was created by this, I'm looking it up. Oh, Sheila Johnson, Mm -hmm. who uh, is a black businesswoman who also created the black entertainment television network, created BET and then started this stunning resort and spa. So it's funny because I, I, first of all, we had the best time. We were only there for a day. We stayed the night. We did a thing called Razul. And I know what you're saying. Who's Razul? (laughs) And did you take him home with you? I wish. Um, they didn't have any appointments for like massage or anything, but we wanted to use the spa pool. So Jason and I did basically, we had like a couples, we had like a romantic spa date in a shower together. We were wearing our bathing suits Mm -hmm. where you like exfoliate your partner and then you put mud on your partner and you rinse off. Now, Jason is a gay man, uh, built like literally the rock. Like he's so strong and he's so big. He's got to be like six, four, six, five big hands. So I said to him, look, like, let's absolutely couple it up. Like I'm comfortable. I'm not going to get like turned on, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) and he, I've never been touched by hands like this. He exfoliated me down to bodies exhibit bone. I mean, I literally had exposed flesh so strong, his grip, so manly. I was like, Jason, you can't touch me like this. (laughs) Halfway through the result. I was like, "Mm, I think, I don't think you should be like grabbing me like this because I'm confused. It was so nice. And afterwards we were baby, baby soft. We, we got drunk. We had pool sandwiches. It was only a day, but it really felt like a lifetime because time has no meaning anymore. No, It just felt nice to be in a hotel. We wore our masks before people come for me. Believe me, I was paranoid about it because mm-hmm. obviously of the pandemic, I, they were only at half capacity. We literally did not see anyone else. Like walking through the, That's like great. the hallways, no, not even a cleaning person. Like Empty, empty the whole time. The pool was very separated. They had only a couple of chairs out. So I, I really felt like they did it the right way. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel as paranoid about it, but um, we really had fun. Wow. I can't even imagine just months after, you know, th- the skin hunger, if you will, and then to be exfoliated. Oh, it's starved. Yeah. And then to be exfoliated. Honestly, he has baseball mitt hands. And when he slapped him on my back and they have this like shea salty scrub, I was like, this is better than if a masseuse had done it to me. Like, I'm lucky that he's my friend because now would it have been nice for a lover to do it to me? 1,000%. I think we all know it would have been. <laughs> but that's all right. I'll take what I can get. The skin hunger is a real thing. Yes. Wow. That, you truly had a bachelor date. You had a batch date. I did. Wait, that is what it is. You had a batch date. I'm hearing this. I'm going, full, full, full bachelor is what you just did. You see, you cracked it. Yeah. I'm, that is what it is. I'm, I'm, I'm diagnosing everything as we go. That's my, that'll be my job here. You know, like me blending in as a wasp <laughs> and like going on this fake bachelor date, you really are like a weird soothsayer yeah, about getting, my life. We're getting to know each other and I'm like, I think I'm, I'm picking up on the context clues and I think I can figure it out. I just want to hand it to you that um, you did it, kid. You really did. That there was really go. funny. Um, all right. We're going to dump Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Tracy. Bye-bye. Um, because it's time to welcome our very, very special guest for this episode. Um, oh, God. I'm such a fan. Alex Newell. Here we go. (sighs) Sometimes I wake up in the morning and I think what treat and what treasure is the day going to bring? And today's a good one. And I feel like this intro is one of the most professional things I've ever done in my life. Like I just already feel, (laughs) I already feel like, wow, I'm so professional. Um, This next guest of mine, first of all, talent wise, overwhelming to me, like truly I'm almost 
terrified of your talent because you're so good that you almost like it's above and beyond. And I, I, I feel like I know you cause we're social media friends Yes, and I like love your Instagram, love your Twitter. And you can follow him at the Alex Newell on Twitter and Instagram. One of the stars of Glee. Uh, I mean, tore Broadway up uh, in Once Upon the Island. Uh, you're just absolutely one of the best performers we have. And now you're one of the stars of this show, which I can't wait to talk to you about, um, which is on NBC Universal's new streaming service, Peacock, which I love saying. Uh, you can watch it also on the NBC app and Hulu. Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. You can watch it right now. It's a show that's getting, uh, people love it. Alex Newell. Hello, Michelle. Hi. Hello, you. I really feel like I know you. Um, and what a better person to talk to right now. LOL. I mean, LOL. Let's just LOL the day away because I feel, I have to tell you something that I did this weekend that I'm not proud of. And I know you're going to kick my ass for it because you're like a singer. I smoked like three cigarettes this weekend. That's fine. I drank three packs of White Claws. So I just love you so much. I just love you so much. That White Claw can be very dangerous because Um, it feels like seltzer. It's trash. Yeah. I feel like I wake up after having like three white claws. I'm just like, why did I do this to my, who hates me? Me. It's me. Well, by the way, can we start a podcast called who hates me? Me. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Because isn't that the sort of like, um, the drive of almost every performer is like a need to be loved. Yes. I know. Our Our only job is to be loved. Literally, we get up on stage, the neediness of a performer. And I feel like you working on Broadway, to me, it's like if we're doing a pyramid scheme of neediness, comedians are really up there. But I feel yes. like Broadway performers are, are needier than comedians. It's like, what can I do? How high can I sing so that you all stand to your feet and ovate me to give me my self-validation because my barista did not. That's hilarious. I believe baristas would love you. They love me. Baristas can't do get enough. Yes. I, I, I guess I don't talk to them enough. You need to be chatty with the baristas. Are you saving your voice? Is that the problem? No, I think I'm just like getting in and out. Yeah, I got it. Um, quarantine, so I haven't seen another barista in years. Oh my God. I want to make out with all baristas now when I go for my mobile order because I'm so happy. The first time I walked into a Starbucks after quarantine started, um, it was like when people go to Mecca for the first time, I felt... I had like Vatican fever. I was like, well, what, is, what are these wooden panels? Like, I was so excited. I loved it. Was it was the same feeling that I got when the man delivered wine to me. I feel. I feel like it's the same. The, the, the gratefulness, the gratitude. The gratitude. I've never been more grateful in my life. Are you in New York or LA? Where are you now? I'm in New York. Oh, we could technically hang out. Oh my goodness. Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. What are we doing? Wait, are you uh, in the city? Yeah, I'm in Harlem. We're like neighbors. Oh my goodness. We're I don't want to tell you exactly where I live, but vaguely we are probably blocks away. I'm going to, I'll message you after this. Um, how has the fireworks situation been? Because I'm next to you and it's out of control. Um, I truly wish that I owned a gun because it, this, is, <laughs> this is doing too much. Oh my goodness. It's, I literally, there was one morning, it was, two in the morning, that mm. one was so loud, I could see my soul leave my body <laughs> and to reach up and pull it back into me instantaneously. It, it's, it's out of control. Truly. It's crazy. I went to pick up a car at, not to brag, budget rent a car at LaGuardia, and there were guys 
that looked like from like Mad Max Fury Road, like just these big dudes loading up cars with boxes of fireworks. And I almost filmed it. I was like, first of all, where are you going? What sort of weird diehard scheme is going on with these fireworks? Yes. That also, all of a sudden, <laughs> who are you? They weren't the worst looking. What if I like married a firework magnate and it's just like constant. I mean, there are worse things. I think so too. That's to me, that is like true fireworks tense. I don't know. It's just where dreams die. I don't know how to explain it. There's something about that, like driving off the highway to buy fireworks is something my family's never done. Um, neither, because we're black. Um, and but, Jewish. So it's like uh, the same, it's the same thing. thing, simpatico, yeah. Listen, um, but I'm from Massachusetts originally, and New Hampshire, it's legal in Massachusetts, but it's not in New Hampshire. Mm. And it's a hop, skip, and a jump. Like, you can sneeze really hard, and you end up in New Hampshire with a box of fireworks. <laughs> and, like, no fingers. And like, no what? fingers whatsoever. You wake up from a white claw stupor. You're like, where did my, why do I have nubs? Why do I have nubs? I'm always screaming that after I get drunk. Where are my nubs? What is she talking about? At least you still have your dignity then, but never mind. Move That's very true. I have shreds of dignity left. My dignity has been minimized to nubs. Ounces. Um, I have shot glasses worth of dignity <laughs> left in my body. Wait, can I just say something? Uh, you know, we've never really talked and you are already so funny. I feel like I know you. I'm like, oh, I love Alex. Like, this is so easy. Because, um, you know, when you get a guest that you've never met before, it's like, trust me, I'm sure you know when you meet, it's a crapshoot. Yeah. But everything you do to me is, first of all, driz- like drenched in talent, right? But also humor. I feel like you're very, very funny. And I don't want to open big because I know that, you know, and you can say what you want. But you started really on Glee. Like you won, you got second place on the Glee project. No, 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 no. I got last place. Is that true? Yeah. I was the first person that Ryan Murphy said, you are not the one of the Glee project. Please step out of light. Wait, I thought, I read online, you know, Wiki has it wrong. They say that you got second place. No, 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 truly couldn't have. (laughs) But wait, so then let me ask you this. First of all, Ryan Murphy, uh, you know, I love Glee. obviously, like I'm a human being with ears. Um, What is, have you been in his Range Rover? That's the first question I ask anyone who's worked with him. No, I've never been in this Range Rover. Um, But I will say, you know, King's Road Cafe. Yeah, of course. Okay. So every time I'm there, I somehow just run into him. Sure. And I know that it's him because he always says, as I live and breathe. I'm just like, Ryan, how are you? Why is he like a cast member on Feud from like 1952? I mean, it makes sense. It does make sense. It does. Do you think Truly. he said that when he bought his Range Rover? Just like, yes. as I live and, I live breathe. and breathe. I was like, that's a green. That is hilarious. Uh, Kingsford Cafe in West Hollywood. Yes. I- I'm happy that you don't live in West Hollywood. I like to keep talent in New York. You know what I mean? I do. I lived in LA for six years when I was on Glee. It was fine. It was fine. It was fine. Did you Kendall. live? Where in West Hollywood did you live? I'll give my phone. No, I was at the park. I was with um, hippie whites. Ooh, you were really uh, ahead of the curve. I was. I was there, but my rent was twenty seven hundred dollars for a two bed, two bath, and a full terrace on my roof. Dirt cheap. So dirt cheap. Dirt, and and that was before. Well, Echo Park must have been trendy when you were living there then. Um, it was like on the up. Right. Like on the up. I mean, you still heard gunshots at night, but it was on the up. I like that though. Give me a couple gunshots. Remind me of home. It's better than a firework at this juncture. 
Never running out of fireworks. They never are. All these like crazy uncles making them. What is it? We need to ban uncles, I think. Are you an uncle? No, I'm an only child. Praise God. Thank God for that. I have no uncles. I'm not. I've, I have an uncle-free existence. I think we should ban all uncles. I think no, it's no, no, really no. Because my uncle basically raised me when my father died. So it's like kind of. I knew like I a, was stepping into something when I said it. I knew it. No, it's a crapshoot. I have so many other people we can ban. We can ban all uncles except my own. Like oh, I'm That's fair. That. No, we don't have to ban uncles. It's just I'm jealous of uncles people because I've never had one. Yeah, you can have one of mine. There's my mom's one of eight. So take You're one. Me. Just choose one. Really take one off my hands. When you were growing up, look how look how close I'm getting. And as I live and breathe, Alex Newell. When you were growing up, I have to say, you must have been the most adorable kid. Like I because were you always like a performer when you were little or were you shy? I was a, like hybrid. Like in front of people I knew I was shy. People that I didn't know showing out to the world. Because you know what? I'll never see them again. <laughs> There's freedom in that, isn't there? There's Knowing, so like, freedom. why? Yeah. I was like, why can't you say for the family? And I'm just like, because I know you all. You and then see it's Barbara like, out here performing for her, her brothers and sisters? No. Barbara's singing alone in her basement to her, like, stuffed, you know. She, I think mom. she has a room of her what? Her mall. To her mall, as I live and breathe. That's my new Hello. thing. I'm stealing it from Ryan Murphy. Okay, but when you were a little kid, I know that you sang in choir. Mm-hmm. What? How exciting is it to be in, was it a gospel choir? Yeah. Did you just, did that fill you and your spirit up? Because I can listen to it and I feel like a new person when I'm hearing gospel. That's the best part about it. I mean, it does truly fill you up. Um, Just the music and the jubilance that's always in that kind of music just kind of makes you feel so much better. Yeah. Sometimes, even when it's a sad song and there's not really a sad song, I shouldn't say that, a reflective song. Mm. Someone raised me. I feel, I always feel like when I hear a song that has gospel in it, any song, Madonna's like a prayer, um, any Kanye song that he incorporates it, it immediately can make an average song godly. Yeah. It just, it's a different like timbre. It becomes something that's a part of you more. Yeah. Like you feel more in, in tune with the song that's happening. Like a prayer gets me all the time. Oh, the best. When the choir kicks in, I'm just like, I don't care that Madonna didn't sing anything during this song. <laughs> that Madonna has really tricked the world, hasn't she? I, I mean, mean, she's... How? How did she do it? Squats? Should great, I start doing squats? No, like a great mixer. It has to be because Between she... her and Cindy Lauper. I mean, my goodness. Wow, you went and for I it and I love you. Both. Who was the biggest star you worked with on Glee? Like of the guest stars. Did you meet Gwyneth? I did meet Gwyneth and Apple and Moses. Wow. Tell us everything. No one, no one's going to hear this. They're are literally they? all wonderful. Like meeting Apple and Moses, I was like, y'all are normal. I wasn't expecting that. Y'all are they're, dope. They're very cute kids. They are very Gwyneth cute. seems funny to me. I think that secretly she has a good sense of humor, but because she she's does. so waspy, I can tell. Yeah. yeah. But Kate Hudson, hands down. The best. Like, just because, like, that's legacy. Yeah. That's Goldie Hawn's daughter. The whole Hudson family, have you ever met Oliver, her brother? If I do, I think I might go to jail. Because he is fine, fine, fine. He is fine and so funny. Like, he's, I've interviewed him before, and sometimes people will walk out, and I feel different. You know, it's like, yeah. I, I've been touched by an angel. 
Good show. Except they, they ne- great show. They never lay a hand on me, but I think you know what I'm saying. But you're, it's okay. You're on Glee. You're working with Ryan Murphy. You are, fr- Amber Riley and you are very friendly. I love Amber. My heart. The best. Did you get a text? Was it Ryan? Oh, no, it was my mother. Oh, did, looper in. Did, <laughs> <laughs> I want to meet your mom. Oh my God. Didn't call her this morning. So she thinks I'm dead. Are you guys that close where you have to call her like that? Yes. I have to call her when I wake up. And then I have to call her directly when I'm in the bed about to fall asleep. Let's discuss that because I now now we're really about to bond in a real way. Um, I have a very overbearing mother as well who loves, you know, if I'm on a trip, text when I land, which is nice. And you know what? People who have lost parents always say, you're lucky that you have that, you know, which I agree. But don't you think sometimes it can be a little bit overbearing? Like how... How do you deal with that? Well, see, this is the thing. She let me, she allowed me, she relinquished her parenthood to let me have the luxury of flying cross country when I was 18 and moving to Los Angeles and live. And it wasn't as overbearing back then. Mm -hmm. Now, at a mere 28 years of age, I find that I call her maybe four or five times out of the day I think as she's watching friends and their lives, she's very much so just like, well, I have no one, so I'm just going to talk to you forever. I'm just like, oh, I, I have a life. Right. I, I also, I too want to sit on my couch and do absolutely nothing and not talk to anyone and watch hours of Netflix. But I mean, I, at the end of the day, I, she raised me by herself. Right. And she worked hard and I can't, if, if a phone call is what does it out of the day yeah. like what else no i hear you and i you know it's but such yeah, a tough it's, one it's, it's a lot it's, it's overbearing it's lot. no listen my i always think my parents had you know when their parents were alive they would do a phone call once a week max oh. sometimes because my mom's parents were overseas sometimes once every two weeks yeah and they would have long you know hour-long chats but it's like i think ha- giving space to your children is a necessary way to let them grow. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Very much. Are you single, by the way? Ugh, yes, desperately. Same. Just, I looked at a fire hydrant yesterday and I was just like, I could. I literally could fit one in. I always say sometimes I date short enough men that I go, I could re-deliver you and raise you as my son. Just <laughs> say the word. Honestly, <laughs> just say hello and you're in. <laughs> They're like, oh, someone turned the hydrant on. I'm like, that's not the hydrant. And then, nope. and then it's just cut to black and I never work again. <laughs> I am also single. But it's funny with the single thing because I also feel many times with parents, you know, it's hard sometimes to like even get the freedom. Am I making sense to you as I say this? Yeah, but she, Mrs. Newell's not rushing me. She's not what? She's not rushing me. What, I don't oh, think she not rushing. No, no, no. I don't think she wants me to get married. I don't think she knows that I have sex. I don't really know. Do you talk to her about any of that? No. No. Can't do that. No, of course not. Well, I also, I don't either. My mother also hid the fact that she was married to another man before my father. So. My mother also did. My mother also did. My mother married a man to get her, her citizenship. Yeah. And I never knew until I was like 22 or something. Like I opened the mailbox one day and I said, who the hell is Brenda Whitaker? Who is this guy? (laughs) Who is this woman? 
you have to write a show called Who the Hell is Brenda Whitaker? Because I swear to God, I am there opening night. I'm there clapping <laughs> front row next to Brenda. Just go look at her baby. I would go nuts. That is such I'm a great like, show who, idea. Who, I said, who is this woman? How old was she when she got married? I have no idea. She never but talked to But then she was it. like engaged before the first marriage to somebody else. I love her mom, by the way. Chic. She's like, no, it didn't work. I was like, did you keep the ring? She was just like, thought about it. She didn't though. She's no. a lady. I know your mom is a lady because I know you. And like to- Classy. You are classy. No, but to, to have, honestly, a child who is so, honestly, so gifted. I, do, I truly feel like there are people who are born with like something divine. And I really think you have that. It's just, and I'm not kissing your ass right now. I'm being genuine. Like there's just, sometimes you hear people and you see them and you go, this is a gift and you have it. Does she, she must be so absolutely over the moon she, proud of you. It, she has me on Google alerts. So yeah, of course, all parents. It's a full blown arguments. She's like, I read the article and I'm just like, which one? She's like, the article that came out. I said, could you give me a title? (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. (gasps) There's just so many. I just don't know, mother. So if you could just like tell me the name of the publication, it'd be great. I don't understand why you have to make everything an argument. Have a great day, mom. She wants to be your publicist. I bet that she's a little local publicist for you that everyone knows about you and the, like, have you, do you, everyone must. I have a question for you because I I feel like we're very simpatico in many ways. When you were growing up, did you have a hard time? Did you have like bullies when you were little or not? Yes. I had kids spit on me once. Oh my God. I'm so shocked that I let that go because I had anger issues. It's like really bad anger issues. Of course. Well, it's hard when you're like, like, how old were you when that happened? You can't come here. My school said you can't come here. I said, to you? Eh. Yeah. Why? Because I was like, I was, I was a monster a little bit for a little bit. Wait, you were the bully? Uh, to the teachers. Ooh, that's so interesting, actually. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Because I was being bullied and they weren't doing anything. Yeah. And so I was just like, well, if you can be okay with another child bullying me, then you must be okay with me bullying you. Right. I would love to see you as a little bully. Honestly, half I would like, I would be crying laughing. I swear to God, I'd be like, sorry, like Mrs. Jones, but <laughs> this, is a, this, is, this is funny. This is perfect. Wait, you got thrown out of school for it. I didn't get thrown. Did I get thrown out of school? It's murky. Mm, murky, it's murky, 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 murky. Because mm. all I know is that I switched schools and no one said anything. Wow. Was this a public school that you left or private? public. Wow. It is a shame that bullied kids are often just allowed to be abused because the teachers don't, I don't, number one, I don't think they really know how to step in. And I can tell you from my case, and and I was, interestingly, I was bullied like as a young girl, but like when I got to middle school, I became kind of tough. Like I fell in with like the slutty Italian girls, which was the best thing to ever happen to me. Same. Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> they were the best. I was like, yeah, like the tough, it was like the, um, the T-birds in Greece. You know, I was just like, yeah, all of a sudden I'm like tough. <laughs> I adore it. Same. And then, but then I found that the teachers, this was in middle school only, not in high school, everything 
figured itself out and I was great and like had great friends, et cetera. But um, I found that the teachers in middle school kind of bullied me. They were very, very tough on me. More so, I think partially because I love to talk. I never shut the fuck up. So that was like a problem. I was also bigger than all of them. You know, they were all, I was like five foot eight, five foot nine. You get it. And it, I think yeah. that they feel, I honestly, thinking back, I think I'm having a moment with you therapy wise. <laughs> I think they were intimidated by me well, and they didn't know how to handle it. That's, that's very true. I had a teacher look at me and said that I would never amount to anything and that my work ethic would never get me far. I want you to put this teacher on blast. I'll put my teachers on blast. I will give names. I don't give a shit. I'm like ready. I don't care. Oh, I'm not going to, because that's a slander libel thing. And I'm truly not trying to sue her or have her sue me. I would be at that courtroom again next to your mom clapping. <laughs> After who is Brenda Whitaker? I'd be like, wait a minute. <laughs> the best show. It's one of those things of like, I wasn't great at school because it wasn't my priority. Yeah, of course. I was just like, I know I'm not going to use any of this. Who's, who's using trigonometry in my field? No, not Javert. I'll tell you that much. Not Gavroche. It, Gavroche. No, Gavroche, please. That idiot didn't even make it to fourth grade. Didn't um, school. <laughs> he didn't even graduate elementary school. People are like, he got shot. I'm like, I know. But why was he out? He should have been home. Um... <laughs> Let's like rag on Gavroche. I'm sick of him. I hate his songs. Little People, the worst. Mm, that show's problematic. I, you know, it's my favorite show though. Les Mis is, is my favorite. It's my favorite musical. Like the original or like the one that they cut down? The, the concert, the 10th anniversary concert version only. Yes. But I will see, if I go to London, I will always see it like alone because I'm sad and then I'll always cry in the bathroom after every time. <laughs> Great place to see it. I thought it was like, this is a French revolution. How come everybody's speaking in an English accent? <laughs> Can you imagine how annoying it would be if they were French? They'd be like, I can't even do it. It's like, it's you, Javel. I knew you would this way too long. I'd be like, shut up. What kind of French-ass Stop restaurant? It. Stop that. Get off the stage. <laughs> on my own. I'd be like, sit. Standing, he's beside me. <laughs> oh, nice. I walk with him too morning. The French have not been great to the Jews, so I think that automatically I would be pissed, you know, just because of all the um, pain bodies that I hoist with me left yeah, and right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the pain bodies are wild. To Alex Newell, follow uh, Alex on Instagram and on Twitter at the Alex Newell. Uh, come back Thursday. We'll continue this conversation with him. Have a great week. See you then. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear this show every single day, go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall. M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things. Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye, guys.